Welcome to the show. This week we're talking project stakeholder management. What is a stakeholder? Why should we involve them? And how to manage them? But of course, kicking off the show this week, let's welcome Drake, Drizzy, and Jay-Z, Pound Cake is the song. the Jigga man Jay-Z, the king of Beyonce. And these are the guys that are killing it in the States. Um, talking about the States, I just want to say something now. There's a guy there called Samuel L. Jackson. This guy made it for real at the age of 46. So this is the time when he started killing it. For some of you could think this is a bit too late. But I can tell you there are people now who are giving up at the age of 18, the age of 15, at the age of 25, 23, 30, 36. So I'm just saying you're not even 46 and you're already giving up. 
How many alphabets do we have? We've got many. You had a, your plane A failing doesn't mean that your plane B will fail. And if it does, what about plane C? What about D? What about F? We still have many alphabets. You could go as far as to the last one. So anyway, I just wanted that out of my heart. And with that said, let's get down to business. Stakeholder management is a very important knowledge area in project management. And if not done properly, it could break a project. So we start with um, identifying those stakeholders. So stakeholders in simple terms, it's everyone that is interested or could be affected by your project. So maybe even the right word there shouldn't be management, should be engagement. Because um, these people, you need to give them a bit of respect. They have got powers to head a project. They have got powers to make the project successful. So I think the best way is to engage them as opposed to managing them. But as I said, this is a very, very key knowledge area in project management. Stakeholders have different level of power and different level of interest. What is key is that as you identify them, you also need to perform what is called stakeholder mapping. In other words, you need to map those that have high level of power and high level of interest in a particular section. And then, of course, those with low level of power and low level of interest in a particular corner. The reason for that is that you need to then assign your action with the level of urgency required for each group. For example, those with high level of power and interest will be engaged probably on a daily basis. You need to communicate with them, you need to manage them, and reason being, they've got a power to hurt or shut down the project. Well, of course, those that have low level of interest and power, you could notify them. You know, we could just communicate when needs be because they don't necessarily have the power to shut down the project. And then, of course, um, with the ones with high level of powers and interest, this includes the shareholders of the company, uh, the funders of the project, and probably the employees. They could go to strike if they're not happy. So these are the people that you really need to look after as you manage this, uh, this project. Now, the question is, what guides this engagement? Depending on which company you are in, other companies would have what we call communication plan as part of um, their project management plan. It means this is the document that will guide your engagement, your management of these stakeholders. Other companies, they use what we call stakeholder engagement plan. 
um, which is then going to be part of your project management plan. So this is the document that will detail how you're going to communicate with these stakeholders, how you're going to manage them, how you're going to engage them, what duration you're going to use, depending on the mapping um, analysis that is found in that document. So it will detail everything with regards to the engagement with these stakeholders. Now, there are also variations to consider. That includes the technology to use, the channel of communication to use, and all that should be contained in the engagement plan or the communication plan. For example, if you use Teams or Zoom to engage the shareholders, giving them updates and all that, don't think you're gonna use Teams and Zoom for the community who are staying next to your proposed site, I mean, the site where the project is gonna be. Because they might not have technology that warrant using Zoom or Tim. So that should be considered. Similarly, if you're used to sending emails to the funders of the project, you're not gonna send an email to people who are staying in Squatter Camp. That can't work. But you could send the email to employees, updating them about the project. So what I'm saying is, depending on how we classify these stakeholders, as per that mapping uh, process that I talked about, also document how certain group will be communicated to and how that could be effective. The question is, when do you identify these stakeholders? Immediately after the project charter is approved and the project manager has been appointed, the first task of this project manager is to identify these stakeholders and sit with them, introduce the project to them, tell them the benefits of this project. So this is the first thing that happens and it starts at the initiation stage. There's um, something important to note. <clears throat> because you can't stop people from being interested in your project, it therefore means there will be more and more stakeholders being, identif being identified as we go and it means that as we go, these people need to be onboarded on the project as we go. So in other words, what I'm trying to say is stakeholder identification process is a continuous process throughout the project life cycle. We will keep identifying new stakeholders, we'll keep onboarding them, you'll keep sharing new, new, new information, which could be old to the others that are, were embodied earlier, continuously until the end or the closure of the project. Now, since stakeholder identification process is continuous, that therefore means planned stakeholder engagement process will also be continuous. So it means as these new stakeholders are introduced to the project, 
you will um, perform stakeholder mapping again. Um, you will then add them to the relevant section where they belong in the map. And then, of course, you will then devise their communication channel accordingly. So that therefore means your stakeholder engagement plan or your communication plan will be a living document. Um, you will get updated as and when needs arise. Um, and the reason for that is these documents, this document needs to be relevant to the stakeholders that you have in the project. So therefore, they need or it needs to be a living document. Lastly, something very important to note. It should be noted that whatever you do as a project member or as a project leader, when it comes to communication on stakeholder engagement, should be in line with the plan that you develop. So there shouldn't be a deviation. Everything should be in line with the processes that are contained in the stakeholder engagement plan. But what is also key is the fact that there should also be monitoring. For those companies that um, introduce monitoring and control as part of the phase within the life cycle, will then perform these at that particular time where they introduce it. But for companies that don't have any of this, they could just keep a stakeholder action log sheet. In this sheet, they will put all the actions or all the um, queries or issues that are raised by the stakeholders with a timeline agreed um, at that meeting or at that um, um, seminar or whatever. And then of course, um, update as and when there's a need to update, but also communicate to a relevant stakeholder once the action has been performed. And for those companies that have got the, the gate to pass in each and every phase within the project, it means to pass the gate each project or each um, issues that have been raised by a stakeholder at that particular phase one of the passing criteria should be to check or to monitor if all those issues raised in that phase have been addressed and communicated to the relevant stakeholders. That should happen, but I've seen companies not doing that. And in the end, you've got a problem because you ignored a certain key issue that was raised by a particular stakeholder. And that, in the end, you find that is killing a project but should have been addressed, maybe in the first phase. As I leave you, please take a listen. This is where you're going to get some help. For any assistance with regards to project management, business, environmental studies, risk assessment, and many more, please contact Mutondo Consulting on 064-843. 0070 or you can email us on nibuo at mutondoconsulting.co.za Until next week keep listening to the show subscribe thank you so much I appreciate you bye